Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneroafinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. And welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, coming to you right around the corner from Walt Disney World in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And today I have joining me from my former home state of New York, but a little bit uh, north from the city of Buffalo, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? And Dave, we are much north and much west from the city. This is true, but you know what? Uh, when you come to that whole state, the only thing that really counts is New York City. So, well, I'll be there in I don't know two weeks. So, I what, doubt- do what do you got going there? You got uh, work ship? stuff. I guess you're going to Herald Square. No, uh, Queens actually. Oh, my old stopping ground. Where in Queens? Uh, Queens. I don't know. Uh, I'm staying in Manhattan, though, on 33rd Street. So if you have any recommendations for food in that area, I'm all ears. Hit me up. I also may go to a a Mets game. My condolences. Well, as a Yankees fan, it is almost blasphemy. However, only one of the two New York teams are actually in New York at that time. So it'll be Mets-Dodgers. All right. I'll give you that, then. Not, uh, Not by choice. Which is okay, but I, you know, I'm, I hate to say it, it's a work trip, so I'm not paying for it. But if I'm all the way out there and I don't go see a, a baseball game and I've heard City Field is just absolutely gorgeous, it would be it well worth is. it. it. It actually is. It is, it is worth, it is worth going to if you have a chance to go there. So, you know, I, I, I'll allow it. Okay. I think I'm going to hop on the MTA like a true New Yorker. Nice. Yeah, take the seven train straight down. Yeah, it, it goes yeah. to Penn, right? Because if I'm on 33rd, Penn's on 34th-ish and 33rd. And... Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. I'll be able to take, you basically take it one one way to the other and just, you know. Turn around and go back. Exactly. You know, I think you get off like 
memory serves me right, it's one stop before the end of the line or so. I for, think the uh, stop is actually called like Metz Plaza or something like that. Or Metz Parson or something like that. That has changed and from the you know, it's been it's been a while. I can't believe I'm wow, it's it's I'm gonna be here four years. Wow. Well, four years surrounded by the magic, Dave. How does that feel? Honestly, Chuck, it feels amazing. You know, I will I will say for a little while, um, I was, you know, I'm not going to say that the magic was getting old or anything, but um, I guess, you know, coming through the pandemic and, you know, waiting to see Disney get back to the height that it's been and, you know, certain certain ways that directions Disney has taken and how they manage the parks has had me a little bit jaded, I guess, in a way. But, you know, I've been thinking about this because for the longest time I was thinking, OK, why can't Walt Disney World be like Disneyland? And I got and mm -hmm. I had a really great trip to Disneyland over the summer, which uh, last month, which uh, I would one of these days like to do a uh, trip review on. But, you know, it's funny. Uh as much as um, you know, as much as I enjoy Disneyland and everything, and I walked around Disneyland saying, you know, I wish Florida could be like this. I wish Florida could be like this. I wish Walt Disney World could be like this. You know, I'm back in Florida now, and I finally, you know, it was it was a it was a while before I had a chance to go back to Walt Disney World, and. Uh, a couple of days ago, I went to the Magic Kingdom to meet some friends, and honestly, you know driving down world drive and just kind of just you know seeing the monorail and everything and you know just just being back on property i was actually getting excited you know it was it was this it was this feeling of pure joy to be just in some way back home and everything and that got me thinking for today's show um people have been a little bit upset about the way disney can be but I kind of want to just, I, I want to basically um, accentuate the positive. And there's something about a Disney vacation. There's the, there's the little things that just bring a smile to your face when you're in Walt Disney World. And, and there are always these small things, but the small things add up. So today's show, I want to make a, I want to make a very positive in a sea of uh, a lot of people feeling negative about the way Disney is charging, uh, I sure I sure do have some issues, especially around annual passes. That you know, I would love to see some of my friends who want to buy annual passes that can't now, and it's kind of hard for me to enjoy the parks with them because of that. But you know, with that said, though, you know there are still some. You know, I believe the good outweighs all of the bad at the moment. So. Let's uh, take let, let's take today and just, you know, try to find that silver lining that, you know, I think that I think when you really look for the silver lining, it's going to erase any cloud that there is. Sound good, Chuck? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I do agree with you. And I will be the first to admit I have been very critical of Disney World um, as of late, uh, as you remember. Um, a couple of months ago, we did a cruise, not you and I, but Heather and I did a cruise, and the experience there was fantastic. Um, 
beyond that, it, it was challenging. But there are certain things in the Walt Disney World that just cannot be beat. So I am all on board with this. All right. So shall I start since this was my idea? Uh, Yeah, please do. All right. Well, I realized that first off, as a local, one of the great joys that I always have is getting to people watch. You know, yes, Disney is in my is in my backyard and I go frequently and I go frequently because honestly, I love it. But, you know, when it is an everyday part of your life, sometimes you can you can just grow a little bit oblivious. So one of the things I like to do is um, basically uh, every time I go to the Magic Kingdom, as much as I love the monorail. I really, if I want to take a day and really enjoy the Magic Kingdom, I like to go on the ferry. Because going on the ferry, yes, you have some beautiful scenery yep. that you're going to be uh, passing by. When, you know, you have, you have the wilderness of, the, uh, of, of all the islands passing. You, know, you, have, you, ha you have off in the distance, you can see Bay Lake. You can see the woods around, around Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge. But people watching is always amazing on the ferry. You know, especially when you're going to the Magic Kingdom, because everybody who's going there is excited. You know, you see all these families coming on, all of these children that really can't wait to see Mickey Mouse. And I was watching a family a couple uh, a couple days ago, and just there was about it was a um, it was a young couple, and they had three three small children. They were toddlers. One of them was still, one of them was still in the stroller. Uh, the other, the other two were, uh, you know, they looked like they looked like they could be. It was a boy and a girl. They they looked like maybe they could have been twins and a and a younger and a younger child who um, wasn't, you know, wasn't a newborn. But you know, it, you know, I would have I would I would have put the kids maybe at maybe uh, five years old and maybe three, and. Each parent was holding a child, and the younger one was in was in the stroller. But as they were coming closer to the to the, to the castle, and everything was coming into view, the smile on these kids' face, and the you know they were t they were talking about how they were talking about is Mickey Mouse going to be outside? Are we, can we see Mickey Mouse now? And the the look of pure joy on the parents' face. As, they, as their kids were talking about Mickey Mouse and how happy they were to be there, was just was just a ray of sunshine in a, a very a very stressful day at work for me. So it was just one of those things that just brought this huge grin to my face, and I said to myself, you know what, this is this is what it's all about. It's a it's about family memories. It's about just feeling good. It's about just turning off the rest of the world and just putting yourself in the bubble and just enjoying the moment over here and you know that kind of put me in a real in a really uh, good mood to just kind of just really look for look for the the good stuff around Walt Disney World you know I try I tried to walk in and just see some 
ama some amazing sights and just kind of just enjoy just being in in the moment on there have you ever had do you have any ideas of like things that have yeah absolutely and, and jumped out for you you did however neglect one very positive thing about the ferry boat what the fact that it's a boat ride which as we all know are the best rides in all of disney this is absolutely true um so i will forgive you for that for right now however um don't let it happen again uh and you're 100 right we we all have been to walt disney world um a number of times. We've been fortunate enough to go a number of times. And in your instance, Dave, you're, you've been fortunate enough to recently return from California and go to Disneyland, um, us with our crews. But the first time that families see Cinderella Castle or the first time that even myself seeing Spaceship Earth, I could see that thing a hundred thousand times, but this past time we were there, it was the first time that I saw in person. Um, what are they calling it? The Not the Circle of Life. No, that's definitely not right. That's the Lion King. The, the Dream Lights? No, that's the old cast. Well, okay, that's another thing. Are we talking about... Wait a minute. The, the new color lights that they have on it with the LEDs. Uh, beacon uh, of light. The, okay. the beacon of light. The very first time that I saw beacon of light on Spaceship Earth, I I got goosebumps. It is something that pictures cannot do justice. And the awe that is on the face of every kid, every, you know, lifelong Disney fan when they see that is, is something that cannot be beat. So for me, like the most obvious is going to be people seeing um, Cinderella Castle for the first time. But my personal answer is going to be um, the beacon of light at Spaceship Earth. I tell you something, Chuck, those are the those are lights I did not know I needed in my life until I saw them. That it just, um, you know. Don't get me wrong. Spaceship Earth was beautiful beforehand, and you know, part of me, you know, I guess maybe the uh, traditionalist in me, when I heard this, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Will that be like putting a mustache on the Mona Lisa? But honestly, those lights, yeah, they they just they bring a smile to your face. You know, they can do they can they can create a map of the world. As one of as one of the things that they do yep. when it's when it's uh, it could be uh, different it could be all sorts of different pastel colors but you know sometimes it could just be that regular white light that's just accentuating all of you know all of the curves of spaceship Earth from the, the roundness of the actual building to the uh, to the angles of the geosphere for the pieces that make it up you know every time I walk into Epcot and I look at spaceship Earth. I am amazed that that is actually a building. And it's just and there's a, a ride in there. Yeah, it's an architectural marvel. And it's just there there are, you know, there are times where I'll just stop and just look up at it and, you know, I I still I still get, you know, awestruck 
just looking at it. I remember seeing it for the first time in my life and being awestruck, but I get just as awestruck seeing it nowadays. Right. There, there's literally nothing that can beat Spaceship Earth. And you know what? Um, I accidentally, I'm going to skip your turn and I'm going to take a second turn. Okay, um, I'm going to add one thing on to that, though. Too. Well, we're, we're going down the same road on mine, okay. but go ahead okay. and add your thing on. So this, pa- this past weekend, I had to fly up to um, a wedding of a friend, and it was in Illinois, in, in a suburb of Chicago. And on the way on the way back home, I had to, you know, I took a flight path at that uh, I normally don't, because usually when I'm when I'm flying from the East Coast, you know, from New York to uh, Orlando, they're usually flying over the ocean, and they're coming down the Eastern Seaboard. Here, you know, if you look if you look at the map and look at the flight plan, it was almost from Chicago down to. Orlando was just like a straight shot down uh, right right down the middle of the country and I normally don't I normally don't take a um, window seat I always I always take an aisle seat but I happened to be lucky this time where nobody else was in my row and I was in an aisle seat and when they closed the doors it wasn't a full flight and I was able to just kind of stretch out amongst three seats, put my stuff up, and just kind of just enjoy a spacious row. And I moved to the window. And I'm lucky I'm lucky I did because as we were about to land, I have never really been flying over Orlando in a spot where I can actually see Walt Disney World from, I guess, from the angle that uh, flights flights from the, the Northeast take... Uh, that down down over here but from the midwest the flight plan that they were following i was actually able to skirt outside of walt disney world and i was able to actually see spaceship earth from from the air and just see and just see the beacon of light from a different angle and i was just as awestruck and there was this huge smile like oh my oh my god it's so good to be home and just you know, it was there welcoming me, and I felt again just a, just as awestruck being able to see it from the air, and just and just seeing it from that angle for the first time. It was it was almost like thinking back to the back to the old commercial where Mickey Mouse is standing on it waving from the 1980s. Yep. Set you know, it, it just it was just a whole new experience for me that just made my heart jump for joy. Yeah, I mean, I've I've flown over the the Disney Resort a couple of times, but never at night, and definitely never, not since. Excuse me. Um, they've done the beacons of light and and all of that, so that is got to be something that is fantastic. But uh, along that same lo- road, go like driving, flying into Orlando at night, even if you don't see the the beacons of light or any of the resort itself but if you time it right and you're on the the uh the throughway or the interstate and you see the fireworks from disney you could be a mile away you could be 10 miles away but being like oh that's right i'm i'm here there's fireworks every night for the rest of my trip is like that i'm home feeling yeah now, to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, but we, we talked about the first look of 
the the resort and the excitement and the anticipation of families but what about right now we are in the it is believe it or not august 16th um and halloween has started it is not so scary season but i remember seeing the light or excuse me seeing the pumpkin wreaths on main street for the very first time and those just cannot be beat fall I mean, fall-ish um, activities in, in Disney are probably second to none when it comes to the that family-friendly thing to do. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So my second answer is going to be the holiday overlays from August 1st through December, well, January 5th. Um with the one thing that I, I do miss, and this isn't a complaint, the dream lights on the castle. I, we saw them get lit up on the very first night that they were there. Um, for the last years, so this would have been 2019. Um, and that feeling of magic mm-hmm. is the only way that I could describe it. I mean, it is cheesy, it is a castle in lights, and in this case, it is a castle in projection, but Christmas and Halloween in Disney, it, it can't be beat. No, Chuck, it cannot. Um, I will say one of the things that has me every every time... I uh, think of Christmas in Disney and just the pure magic is going as Fort Wilderness. And yeah, you know, everybody thinks of getting the golf cart up to now. Up to now, I don't think that's possible anymore yet. Uh, They might have changed it. But with COVID, it was you could only rent the golf carts if you had a reservation at the uh, if that's changed so far. I will find that out because I will be trying to make my my golf cart reservation very soon. Uh, for Christmas time, but one of the things that I and they're starting to do it again is they have one horse open sleigh rides, and the way they do it is they have these sleds that have that have wheels on them, and they really don't need snow, but you know they they basically take a wagon and make it look like a make it look like a sleigh, and it just you know it could be. You know, it's it's not it's not it's not winter weather over there. But you know, you're transported you're transported to some Christmas card uh, scene in New England every time you see that. It's definitely something that just has be- become part of my holiday. Just you know, I've never actually experienced a one horse open sleigh ride. I have done the carriage rides. Mm-hmm. I have done the hay ride, but I've actually never done the sleigh ride yet it, it's it's on the bucket list i'm hoping that it will be an offering again this year and all that because if it is i'm going to try to make my way over there and get it done but just you know i have a group of friends that we get we get together um we try to get together monthly and we go to one disney restaurant uh when you're local here you know it'd be nice to be able to uh constantly eat at disney restaurants but they do get a little pricey as you know on your vacation so right you know, when you're not on vacation 
you know, you take advantage of the fact that you're 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 living here, but you know, you also don't go you don't go overboard either. But you know, one of the things that I do to get my Disney fix is I do meet up with a group of people and I do do at least one Disney restaurant a month, and we always try to we always try to do Trails End around Christmas time just to be able to give us a chance to get into Fort Wilderness, and. They usually launch from there, and it's definitely something that if you are going to be around for the holidays, definitely try to get a reservation for, for dinner at Fort Wilderness, just so that you can maybe even just experience a little bit of the resort at Christmas time. You, you'll be glad you did. You'll actually, you'll see Disney, you know, if, if you're having a hard time seeing the magic, just go over there and you'll just, you'll be reminded just how magical Disney could be at any time. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, to be reminded of how magical Disney could be at any time. I, I think another thing other than, you know, going over to, um, what'd you say? The, uh, the fort, um, being in line at main street theater and there's we, we've all been there where there is a rambunctious kid around um being in line to meet mickey and their palpable excitement of meeting well this giant life-sized mouse um is something that's contagious um, their their excitement for meeting Mickey for the first time and their their little bit nervousness and they're kind of apprehensive when they when they meet him for the first time and they take those first few steps towards him but are kind of like sheepish steps um, until they you know realize what's going on and that hey Mickey Mouse the the big cheese is right in front of you and then they're all in. And then, you know, the parents have troubles getting them to to leave the meet and greet that that feeling of magic is, you know, seeing, like I said, something that we all take for granted through the eyes of not only someone that's taking or seeing something for the first time, but seeing it through the eyes of a child is. Even if it's not your kid, it's it's special to see their excitement. Most definitely. And, you know, I always I always love having, you know, having children with me and just watching watching it through their eyes. Anytime it always it always reminds me of the fact of, you know, Disney. Yes. While Disney can be for anyone, you know, that childlike imagination runs through us all. And, you know, one of the ways to keep that in mind is just, you know, when you have a child around and you see that look of wonder uh, when, when they see Mickey, and I'll be honest with you, I'm 42 years old and I still get starstruck when I see Mickey. You know, and I've been, ar I've been around the resort. I've actually, I've actually uh, got a chance a couple of times to peek behind the curtain and see some things that can't be unseen that people, some people don't necessarily want to see. But despite all of that, you know, my, uh, you know, all reality when I see Mickey Mouse is completely is completely suspended. 
You know, if I see him in a parade, it's like it's like I'm seeing a celebrity for the first time. Yeah. Now, every time I see Mickey Mouse, I still to this day get really excited. It just, you know, it and I, I, I feel like I'm in the presence. I'm in the presence of greatness. Well, and, you, that, uh, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was going to say that's right there. That's that's the one intangible that just, you know, no matter, no, no matter, you know, I can't get that in any other park. You know, I'm not going to get that feeling if I'm in uh, Six Flags and I see Bugs Bunny or something like that. The, the you know, when I see Mickey Mouse, there's just something ab about it that just, you know, my heart goes all a flutter. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, you know, there is something that you have um, half said about seeing Mickey in a parade that made me think of the spectacle of the parade. So it's not just Mickey Mouse that you see in the parade that gives everyone excitement. Um, for the longtime listeners of the show, and even for you, David, do you remember when Heather and I got selected for Grand Marshal? Yes, I do. We are, in the grand scheme of things, in Disney World, I don't want to say nobodies, but we're not famous, we're not celebrities, but the privilege of doing that, you saw the excitement on the faces of the kids throughout the parade route, who, they were just waving at strangers. That could be their most fun portion of the day. But Disney puts on that spectacle of the parade. So every character that a child sees in, in that, or even an adult sees in that, I mean, you have the music, you have the floats, you have the, the colors. There's there's nothing like it. And, and having the, the privilege of being Grand Marshal that one time really... they When they were giving us the instructions, they're like, if you don't, leave this with your cheeks hurting from smiling so much you need to check your pulse and they were a hundred percent right i could not and maybe cannot remember a time that i smiled so consistently at disney um ever really and all you were doing was riding in a car waving to people and everybody waving, excited to, excited to wave at you. They don't know who you are, but they yeah. wave at you and just. Absolutely. They had no idea. I mean, I, I think they they uh, announced our names along with the other couple that we were with. We couldn't really hear it, but it doesn't matter. It was just that level of excitement. And, and you know, yes, we, we let off the parade in a really cool car. Um, but also, you know, that meant that the parade was starting and Mickey was coming and Captain Hook and find your favorite character and insert it here. And that made those kids um, be excited. The ability to do that was fantastic. That's amazing. All right, that is my top three or four. What, what do you got to, to round us out, Dave? 
All right. So this one is this one is a new one actually on me because I never really took time to stop and smell the roses with this one. And um, I actually uh, got together with a uh, friend of mine uh, earlier this year on on his summer trip, uh, my buddy of mine named Joe Pardo. And he had his family. And one of the things that his children wanted to do was get characters, caricatures done. So they had to pose for the picture. The um, the artist took a couple pictures of them, and we went off to Ohana, and the artist started doing all, all of the artwork. And by the time we came back, she was still working on she was still working on the pictures. And being able just to watch these artists do all these drawings and everything, it made me it made me say, you know, there's all sorts of little shows of things that are that are done in Disney that are made, you know, you have your artisans do, doing stuff like blowing glass, you have your whittlers in Epcot that are making, uh, you know, canes. You know, Chuck can tell you the time I was walking through Epcot with this. Uh, epic walking stick that it I ended was up not epcot it was uh, animal kingdom animal kingdom uh my my father has very bad uh, has very bad knees uh he has two replaced knees and a replaced hip and a replaced shoulder i call him the bionic man and when he came to uh visit me one time uh he forgot his cane on the plane and we needed to get him a cane so he's like well you know what I'm here. I'm gonna go out and get a really, a really nice cane, and we decided that what we were gonna do is we were gonna keep a cane at my apartment for him. And he's like, "Why don't we get something really nice, something that will be you can use as a decorative piece when it, when you when when I'm gone, and then when we come back, when when I come back, we can use it." So my father literally got this uh, at the at the African uh, outpost in Epcot this hand carved cane it has a it has a snake going around it and then the neck i believe it let me see where it is um there's an elephant on it and a giraffe just come out and a snake in a totem pole just and it's done it's done in this african design with these um and this sta- this staining that like it's it's like it's like it's like stained and then on top of that there's ha- it's hand painted to uh, act to accentuate the animals and the colors that they're in and this thing is absolutely beautiful and, and we were actually he bought it because he was actually he actually watched the artisan carving it and was amazed with watching him watching him do it and i'm sorry i said artist it's artist sorry you know one of those that yeah mr english mr mr english teacher here but he was putting the finishing touches and my father basically said i have to have it and with that said you know after watching the watching those artists one of the things that i i i never really had a chance to really watch at uh Disney on Main Street is if you go off down Main Street on uh, off to the uh, right side there's like one of those li- there's like one of those side streets and there's a silhouette artist that will just yeah uh, you know I was watching the silhouette artist uh, 
do her thing that day. And just, you know, somebody was posing and I was just, wa I was watching her do her art. And that was a show in itself. And it was one of those things that basically said, you know, wow, I, I as much as I, as I love being here and everything, I've made, I've basically made, maybe, maybe I have become blind to the magic because all this time being here, I never took time to even notice that. I never had one done on myself. I never real, you know, I, it's one of those things I've seen it, but it never registered what it was. And after watching this artist do caricatures, you know, I kind of, you know, it was, it was that same day that after seeing that family, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to try to look at Disney and through a lens that I haven't looked at a long time and try to just notice things that I haven't really noticed before. And it, this was just because I was just open to the experience. I happened to come across the silhouette artist and, you know, for 20 minutes, I was just standing there watching it. And honestly, I would have been, I was happier doing that than, than, you know, riding the Haunted Mansion, which was my favorite ride. And I would still go, you know, I still love it and everything, but it was, I got that joy watching this artist do her work that I would get just being on Haunted Mansion. Well, and, and that level of talent is something that I absolutely do not have. So I, I fully understand that. Um, I mean, the best drawing that I can do is stick figure, maybe. Legs may not be even, maybe missing an arm. But, <laughs> exactly, me too. But I, I fully agree. So I couldn't even do that's a great answer. I couldn't even do cut and paste back when I was in elementary school. Well, not a, like you got to cut it and paste it. And then there's color by numbers. There's so many colors, so many numbers. You got to stay within the lines. Yeah, I never stay within the lines. I'm that spastic. Yeah, no, I, I just, I misjudge sometimes. All right, uh, Dave, I, I know this is your show, but that's that's really all I have. So, is there anything else you'd like to uh, to discuss, or are you good for the evening? I'm good for the evening, and I'm I, But I want to end. On, I just want to end on a, a message that um, after you know what we'll do is. Um, find out first where we could be found so where can they find you on the interwebs chuck i could be found on the twitter machine at chuck in the chat and i can be found on instagram at figments reality where can we find the mickey dudes uh you can find us all on facebook at the mickey dudes you can find us on twitter at the mickey dudes and you can find us on instagram at the mickey dudes podcast and ladies and gentlemen i just want to end the show by uh saying, um, you know, a Walt Disney World vacation can be stressful. You know, you're paying a lot of money. You want to get your money's worth. You want to be able to do as much as you can. But really take time to look for the magic through the, through the hustle and bustle. You know, it's, it is there. Sometimes, though, we're oblivious to it. Be open to the experience and make sure you do everything you can to have a magical day. Bye, everyone.
You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.